You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I truly believe North Valley Baptist Church is a great place. It's an unusual place. I, uh, I thank God for all the great churches and the churches that are watching right now and pastors and God's people that we love, our listeners. Uh, you saw what our listeners did. Our listeners are incredible. Just, uh, they would just daily and weekly encourage us on the radio since December 1st. And their emails every day I get them and it's just an amazing thing to see. But I want to say to them and to this church, this is a great place. Amen. Last year, Brother Chris Kissel was visiting with my wife and I, and his wife was there, and he said, you know, Pastor, this is a culture. And I don't know if it's because he used those words or I've been using those words, but not every day, but regularly each week, someone will say, this is a culture. They'll see something. Uh, happening in our church that's part of our culture. A, a culture, I like the definition, it's fourfold. Excellence that arises. This is a place where you name the ministry, excellence arises. It's a mindset. This is the way we think around here. You saw it with the police officers marching in here to some music a few weeks ago. And without prompting you, immediately this whole crowd stood and began to applaud. And through that whole song, they applauded. Uh, they, they had never seen anything like it. The chief wrote back, said it was just an amazing thing. Other police departments, other cities that were here just were overwhelmed with the day. They, they stood in the lobby for 45, 50 minutes, uh, 45 to 50 minutes, just talking to people, loving it. They just couldn't get over how accepting this church is toward police officers. That's a mindset. That, that is an excellence that arises. Uh, this word culture means values. Values. Integrity. Honesty. Holiness. Work ethic. Godliness. On and on. And lastly, it's by definition something that has been built up. We have a Christian school that's been there 46 years. That, that school has been built up. Now, we could make a lot of money if we open it up to the public. They'll pay anything. They're always asking, can we get our kids in there? But it's open to our members only. You have to be part of the church, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, because the culture of that school is on a glass wall. When you walked in, it's etched in that the goal for 46 years, and it was printed 46 years ago, is to equip and train young people to serve God full-time. Now, it doesn't mean they all go full-time. I have deacons that sit on a deacon board that are full-time Christians. Uh, our, the man I quoted, Brother Chris Kissel, 40 years ago was a bus kid as a teenager. And now for the last 25 years or so, he's been my insurance agent, and, and he's a deacon and a businessman, raised a family. No, everybody doesn't have to go in the ministry, but we have to be, here am I, Lord, I'll be a Sunday school teacher. We've not had a lot of graduates, 500 and some, through the years. 
180 are in full-time Christian service. 180 are adults in this church now. Our bus ministry, our Sunday school ministry, the, the shuttles, the parking lot, the, 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 uh, everything we have here, the choir, we would have small ministries without those graduates. What produced that? That's a culture. Not just the pastor, not just the faculty, not just the principal, but the people of North Valley Baptist Church. Our college has a culture here. And, and I'm going to say, I'll say now, it's President's Club re-enrollment next Sunday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just works that way. <laughs> but the culture is, I'll respond. Amen. I say that tonight because everything, our bus ministry has a culture. We know the rules. We know the regulations. We know how old they can be when they ride the bus. We know that if we pick them up at, at, at point A, they go back to point A. Well, Grandma wants them over here. Uh, Dad wants them over here. They go back to point A. We, we, we know exactly how we run that bus ministry. We know we don't go into homes of the bus families. Uh, we know how to treat people. We don't put kids on our laps. We, we, we have rules. We have a culture there. Our Sunday school ministry, our Sunday school director could tell you they're the 10 steps for every Sunday school teacher, and they know it. Number one is salvation. Two is submission. That is, you submit to believers' baptism. Number three is the, the sanctuary, being part of the church. Number four is stewardship. Number five is soul winning. And there's tenfold purpose. We know, we know why we have a Sunday school. We're not guessing. Those Sunday school teachers down there in the choir room today, they know where we're going. Amen. No, no question. Soul winning here. We know where we're going with this thing. We're not going out to be rude and judgmental. We're not going out to be in debates. We're going out to try to rescue the perishing. And if they don't want it, maybe three years from now they might. We know what we believe about missions. Church is 47 years old. July would be 48. We've never missed one time a monthly check to a missionary, 150 plus missionaries. We've never missed their birthday check. We've never missed their anniversary check. We've never missed a birthday check to their kids ever in 47 plus years. We know, we know the, 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 the philosophy around here, work ethic. College students pay their bill every month. We don't have to have a president that comes in and says, we'll pay your college bill. Not only do they pay it every month, they're on a program, freshmen, $25 a week, 52 weeks to save. Sophomores, $50 a week. Juniors, $75 a week. Seniors, $100 a week for 52 weeks. They generally graduate here, men and women, with everything paid, the bill all paid, and five, 10, 15, 20, $25,000 in the bank. Why? Because a wedding ring is going to cost money. And the first and last month of apartment is going to cost some money. And getting to the field or getting to, uh, uh, on deputation, they're going to have to have a car that runs half the time. It, 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 we don't need any government to bail them out. They, they work. That's why we, we used to have job fairs. Brother Nikolai, you had to have those. We don't have to have them because of what you created here. They come to us and say, give us more students. They let, we've had corporations say, you interview them, you tell us if we want them. We'll take them. Why? Most of them can pass the drug test. They show up and we don't call in sick. 
I'm talking about there's, there, there's a work ethic around here. These teenagers have it. They know how to work. There's convictions. There's philosophy. The Christian school, it's academics. Well, we're going to treat it like just a little part. It's, no, there's academics. There's beautiful labs, that beautiful science lab, the, the computer labs, the, uh, the, the various, uh, various labs, you have, the, the, the great workshop, wood shop that we have over there. There's musical training. We probably have at least 150 people right now taking piano lessons, plus all these other instruments. There, there's a culture of sports. If you don't believe it, come to a ball game. Last, last, whatever, Thursday night, we had a ball game here. And, and that, that's when we were invited to the state uh, uh, conferences in here, the tournaments now. And, and we have cheerleading squad varsity and then junior varsity, junior high, but it goes all the way down to kindergarten. And they do a little segment. The kid, they're, they're, they're incredible. Mrs. Fanera and Vanessa, you girls that work with them, they're just incredible. They go out there and they do all these things. And, and so there's about 50 girls plus. At half court, I watched, I watched the other team the other night. Those 50 girls sang, oh, say, can harmony. You see, the coach, big old tall fellow, former NFL player for six years, he said, Pastor, I love this place. He said, you know, I'm also a cop, San Jose police officer. He said, is Elisha around from our college? I said, well, no, he's, I think he's probably working. He said, what about Jason Scott? Is he around? He, he texted me today. He was the guy that organized all the police officers last year at, at Easter in the park to guard our kids. He said, I'm doing it again this year. We got all guys working for you. The opponents almost always say, we love coming here. There's a culture of excitement in here. You, 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 you watch our fans and you watch those kids and you watch those cheerleaders and you listen to them sing. And you listen to us, the folks out there shout. My goodness, I, I'm going to start talking to my wife again. I'm going to miss basketball. We go to every game. And sometimes there's three games a night. I, I say that because tonight I want you to know there's a culture that you see also in our text. For the, but there's a culture for our college, our radio, our live streaming, our security, our housekeeping, our orchestra. This demonstrated a culture tonight. That, 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 that showed something tonight. You, you put some, you're, you, a lot of your boys are going to become preachers. They're going to do the same thing. A lot of you young people in the foreign field, they'll have, they're having many nations in the world having buckets now. That's a culture. Let me take you into high school chapel. Maybe it was in January. Our December. And the high school kids, we have a bucket. We, have, we, we had a, a chapel bucket, and, and the offerings are terrible. Starting with the pastor, I always forget to take money, and I, I always try it, and then if I write a check, I still get, but, but I remember, but I, I forget. 
And you know, the offering plate is passed like this because it's empty all the time, guys versus girls. We had an offering and the guys back there counted it and said, okay, the girl, and they gave me the number and I said, okay, the girls had $46, whatever it was today. I can't remember. The guys had 39. You know what, what happened? The next thing, these are high school kids. They're all smiling. One high school boy came up and threw a, a $20 bill on the, on the pulpit. I wonder where he learned that. And then a girl gets her wallet out and throws a 20 on there. And then another guy gets up and throws a 10 on there. I don't know how your kids have that much money. You know, this thing got out of control. I wonder where they learned that. They've been watching you. There's a culture here. I'm getting where I'm going, I think, but I'm having a good time talking about it. I'm talking about chapter 29 deals with what we're dealing with tonight, the house of God. In, in, in this book of First Chronicles, you have the house of God 89 times. But in this chapter, you have it seven times. And I want you to be, see some observations of the house of God. First, it was individual. It was one man talking about how, how valuable this place is to him. Furthermore, David, the king, said unto the congregation, Solomon, my son, is whom alone God hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great. And by the way, I'd like you to say that. The work is great. Say it together. It, it is great. This is a great thing that's happened here again tonight. For the palace is not for man, but for the Lord God. Now, when I say it's individual, watch. Now, I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God, gold, things that made of gold, and silver, things of silver, and brass for things of brass. Verse number three, moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above. You know, this place to us, Brother Martinez, as well as for you and your wife, to Mrs. T and I, this place is important. This is our life. This is the place we like to come. This is the way we, we get in our car and all of a sudden it turns out of our driveway and goes down the street, turns right, turns left, and then turns in the driveway here. It just, it just doesn't, like your car does. We love this place because it became ours. Now, why would I say that? Because I just read three times where it says, my. You don't find this the other 89 times in this book. David's getting old now. And he said, I want you to know, in verse number two, I have prepared with all my might for the house of, the house of, what's the next word? You don't find that anywhere else. It's my, my God. The house of my God. And, and then you get to verse number three, he says it twice. I've set my affection on the house of my God, which I have given to the house of my God. You know, that's personal ownership. I love my church. And for you that are listening, you, you have a church you're all upset with, well, fall in love with your church. People come from marital, marital counsel. I, I, I said, you're just going to have to fall in love with one another. 
See, it's easy it is. Well, I don't want to be in love with her. Well, you already made a commitment, so figure it out. Whatever it is in your, in your marriage tonight, fall in love with your mate. I, I don't mean this rude because some of you, many of you in this church are in this situation. I'm going to say, I don't want to go home by myself tonight. That house means absolutely nothing to me. It means absolutely nothing to me without my mate. And for you that are so agitated with your wife, get over it. You're so agitated with your husband. Brother Andy and Dana, will you please stand? Congratulations. Welcome home to the Aguris tonight. Just got married. I'm sorry I didn't say that. We'll let you be seated. They have a marital problems. He was back there. She was up here. So I was waiting until they, I'll see you at the invitation tonight. You'll get it right. Ha, has she bossed you around yet, Brother Andy? <laughs> Not yet. She will. Oh, yes, ma'am. She won't. The house of my God. Hey, kids, North Valley Baptist School, this is my school. Hey, bus route, this is my bus route for God. Sunday school, th th this is God's, God's Sunday school, but it's my responsibility. My marriage is my responsibility. My grandkids, my responsibility. Feeding my family is my responsibility. My, the house of God. But not only do I see individuality, an individual that began with leadership, David, but, but secondly, I see investment. You read about it. Verse 2, about the silver, the gold, the brass, those things. In verse 3, uh, I've set my affection to the house of my God. My, also gold, silver, which I've given to the house of my God over and above all that I've prepared. See where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Verse 4, he talks about gold again and silver again. And he said, I just invested, verse number 5, the gold for things of gold, the silver for things of silver. He said, I want you to know something. I'm invested in this thing. Pastor, how can I get faithful to church? Become a tither. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I find it's individual, and I, I find it's investment, and I find there's an invitation in verse number five, the latter part. Who then is willing to consecrate his service this day? I, I can tell you, and to you churches that are listening, no church participates in everything like this church does. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I ask you to park off the property, you do it. I ask you to park at the computer companies, and you do it. I, I, I ask you to, uh, to leave the, the parking for visitors, and you do it. I ask you to help us with Easter in the park. Uh, last year, 6,000 people came, and uh, this year we could have six to 10,000 people and teaching and preaching the Word of God and Easter. And pastor's conference, now we're getting ready for that, uh, March the 5th through the 8th, and hosting these people and the delegates are registering every single day, coming this way from all over the nation and outside of this country. And, and I'll ask you, I need workers to do this, I'll need workers to do this, and Brother Padilla will be out there tonight signing people up to come in at uh, 9.30 at night to vacuum for an hour, and, and it always happens. Youth conference, and it always happens, and hundreds and hundreds are laboring. We need money for this, we need funds for this, and it always happens. And my invitation is gonna be a lot for the bus ministry after pastor's conference. 
I just want everybody involved. Maybe you'll be a new prayer warrior for us. Maybe you'll do something for the buses. Maybe you'll be a bus worker, a bus owner. And we're out of time. But not only do I see it's individual, there's investment, there's invitation. But I see there's an inclusion. We want to include you. Look what he says, verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, the majesty. For all that is in heaven is the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. Thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee. Thou reignest over all. And in thy hand is power and might. And thine hand it is to make great and give strength. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thee. Thy glorious name. For who am I? What is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sword? For all things come from thee. And thine we have given. For we are strangers before thee, our soldiers. We're just passing through. We were all as our fathers. The days of our earth are a shadow. There is none abiding. Oh, Lord, our God, all the store that we had, we had, we, I like that, pastor and people, leader and people, we have prepared to build thee a house for thine holy name cometh from thine hand and, and all that is thine own. And I know also that God, thou triest the heart and pleasure and uprightness. And as for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly, I have willingly offered these things. But notice what it says in verse 18. The heart of the people prepared in their heart also. And Solomon, I said, it says, not only did I give, I got in this thing. Leadership has to lead. But the people did too. Yes, like you, we've given to many of these buckets. We gave an offering tonight, but we did not reach that 255,000 just us or just the pastors or the preachers in this auditorium. We did it because the people got involved. You went and bought the hot dogs. <laughs> you went and bought the brownies and the hot chocolate and played instruments outside in the cold and the rain and Christmas carols. And, and you were the one that made so many different things for us to enjoy. God's people, it wasn't like, okay, now you get over to that gym and buy some of that stuff. It was like, the, you get over there, I'm always about the last to get there, and the thing is packed. By the time I get there last week, I got there late. So much of the food was gone. I said, Brother Cooper, he goes, man, I've had already eight hot dogs. <laughs> eight. Was that eight you said? Knowing you, you didn't even eat one, did you? You had to eat something out of character. You know what I'm saying tonight? Do you have any idea that we're under a culture here? It's producing something. And quite frankly, I like what I see it's producing. I like the fact that we have young people serving God everywhere. I like the fact that tonight was another opportunity to train the next generation. When I was a boy, we were in our church over here in Centerville in Irvington. And then when my dad went into business to Stockton for two years, and that's where we lost the business, we moved back, but we couldn't get back to our church. We had to st stop off on Santa Clara Street in Hayward. We lived in a little apartment. For a year, we went to another Baptist church there, 
And they were building a small, oh, just like about this size over here, addition to the building. Pastor Jost was our pastor. <laughs> I fell in love with his daughter. I'll never forget it. She was the first girl I was in love with. I was in fifth grade and she was in fourth. If she's still alive, I hope she's not watching now because I got the right one, I'll tell you that. But I remember he said, now, kids, and he gave us all little coin envelopes and you could stick your dimes in there. And he said every, I think it was a dime or every quarter was a, was a tile square. And he said, we're putting tile. And you know what he was teaching us? as young people, to learn to give. Your children have such a great future because they've learned it's more blessed to give than to receive. Tonight, I'm, I'm certain they'll be appropriate in the gym. I just know your kids. I know who you are. I watch these kids. They're just amazing. And tonight, this man is wrapping things up. And he said, I want you to know I, I'm, I'm in this thing. It means something to me. And tonight, once again, you prove that, that you'd rise to any occasion. I, the state of California said, you can't operate those buses anymore. You need newer ones. Not one person said, let's quit the bus ministry. Instead, you raised $1.5 million to go get some new ones. 15, 16 of them. Everything, for years, every year, we get 100,000 Bibles. And every year, Brother Poussin, you and workers take them out door to door, giving Bibles. Every single year. Every year, Brother Flood has a week where we go out and try to reach 100,000 doors in one week, right before Easter. It happens every time. We love doing it because it's a culture around here. Don't change it. And while you're here, enjoy it. It was such an amazing thing. On Friday, we had the, it's five years today that Bobby Robertson died. We had his daughter on the radio, and I had my file, and I read so much about all he's written me through the years and his life. But it's an amazing thing, Brother, Brother Moyer, how many listeners said he was my pastor and how special it was. I was at his funeral. And God's done something for both pastor and people. Whatever days we have left before the rapture, before one of us goes home, let's enjoy every moment. Amen. I want to come to church and hear the choir. Amen. I want to hear that to rescue a sinner like me tonight. I want to see this tonight because there's coming a day that maybe we won't have this. We have it now. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.